listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Today's episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is brought to you by Mazakazu, Anthony A., Nick B., and Armando. and thanks for joining us on the 157th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. On today's episode, we'll be discussing a couple of horror films that revolve around Judaism, The Gollum, and The Possession. As a reminder, we are a spoiler-heavy podcast, so continue at your own risk. The Gollum is streaming on Netflix, and The Possession is up on Tubby TV and Vudu, so feel free to check those out before continuing if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. But before we jump into these films, let's get started with a segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is Deer Skin with a March 20th release date in the U.S. It's, it's done the circuit rounds. It's a French film. It's written and directed by Quentin Depieux. Does that sound right? Yeah, it sounds great. Uh, he's the director of Rubber, which many people will remember. Uh, the IMDb summary is a man's obsession with his designer deerskin jacket causes him to blow his life savings and turn to crime. So still a little trailer light right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is why we're discussing deerskin this week. Um, but, you know, f- still just waiting for waiting for a Quiet Place 2 trailer, which comes out this week. Just just missing it when we're recording. And uh, Brahms the Boy 2 is supposed to come out in February. Still no trailer. Waiting for that. Fingers crossed. So we're, I feel we're like, doing our best. I feel like they're going to push that movie again. How many times do you think they'll push that movie? Like five billion times? Yes. Okay. A whole five billion. So let's talk about Deerskin. I stumbled so, upon this one. It's a movie that's happening. I mean, I laughed like three times watching the trailer, to be honest. I was just like, that guy really likes his jacket. He is obsessed with the jacket. I appreciate. I don't know. I just thought it was really funny. I liked I liked the trailer, <laughs> to be honest. I don't really see horror too much in it. I know you were no. saying not very horror-like. But... IMDb does say it's comedy and horror. So, and we do see someone get stabbed with some sort of machete thing. Yeah, and he's wearing a, a slicker. Yeah, so it, it could happen. It could go there. It could go there. It just doesn't really go there very much in the trailer. In the trailer, right. No. Um, I didn't see Rubber, but I know that that audience is very split. That's the one with the tire, yes, right? Yes, the killer tire. We didn't watch that? No. I thought we watched that. No. I'm sure there are some listeners that want us to cover it. Um, oh, we watched the one with the trailer. Oh, yes. We watched the okay, killer trailer that's a, movie. That's kind of what but it, not yeah, the yeah, killer yeah. tire That's kind movie. of what I was thinking of. Don't confuse the yeah. two. Very different. Very different things. I was like, didn't we see that? Wasn't it ridiculous? <laughs> I mean, it's probably also ridiculous, right? I'm sure it is. Although it looks... I, the cinematography is kind of cool. I like the colors used... In the trailer, it's of like earthy tones. It's it's fun. It seems a little. It's not like campy. It seems like actually funny. I don't know. I'm into it. I want to see it. To be honest, I think it's going to be a fun a fun one. Yeah, 
So let's wait, wait till March for that. I, I'm, I'm just assuming it's going to be VOD. I couldn't imagine this is hitting theaters. No. Um, yeah. So there we go. Cool. That's all I have. Check for out it. Deer Skin on IMDb. The trailer is only in French, so you might want to go on YouTube to find it if you would like English subtitles. I highly recommend you go that route if you don't know French. Otherwise, you might, <laughs> you might miss the jokes. You might. Yeah, yeah. You'll definitely miss you'll, the jokes. You'll definitely miss the jokes. <laughs> um, okay, let's just jump into it. Let's just go cool. there. Let's just do this. I apologize for the butchering of the names that's about to happen. What? But how? You got this. Yeah. You got, okay. You got this. Um, okay, so we're going to just jump right in with The Gollum from 2019, directed by Doran Paz and Yoav Paz, sure, mm-hmm. uh, who also did Jerusalem, and written by Ariel Cohen. Uh, the IMDb summary is, during an outbreak of a deadly plague, a mystical woman must save her tight-knit Jewish community from foreign invaders but the entity she conjures to protect them is a far greater evil. It's fair. It's a fair IMDb summary. Yes, I would agree. She's very mystical. She is very mystical. So, um, oh, I just realized my heater is on, so if my audio sounded awful up until this point, my apologies. It's all good. I almost forgot to turn mine I, off. I, I'll just be cold now. Um, I just realized, I'm like, oh, I'm toasty warm, and that's a really loud noise in the background. Um <laughs> So anyway, um, I didn't know much about this movie. Honestly, I wanted to do The Possession and I thought it'd be fun to do a Jewish theme horror episode um, and found the Gollum. Uh, I knew about Jerusalem, but I, I... I have seen part of Jerusalem before. I didn't watch the whole thing because I fell asleep. Okay. Not that it was bad. It was actually pretty entertaining and I liked the way... That it was filmed. It's kind of a found footage movie. Okay. Um, but it's done with like, remember like Google Glass being a thing? No. So Google Glass was like the eyeglasses that oh, yeah. would basically like they wanted it to be like the next huge thing kind of. Yeah. Um, so you could see like when you would meet someone, it would like scan their face and bring up like their Facebook profile. And so like it uses that as the storytelling device got it. which is pretty cool yeah um i liked what i saw but i every time i like would watch it i'd have to go like right when it was supposed to like really get good mm-hmm. um but i actually really do want to finish that movie well we can we can go to it at another time that sounds cool Thank you. Um, yeah it's fun but instead this week we did the golem maybe we should have done jerusalem <laughs> instead honestly no <laughs> uh did you how did you feel about the golem um I didn't know what to expect, really. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it. Um, I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was amazing. I didn't think it was scary. It felt, it gave me village vibes. Sure. But I think that's probably just because Hannah was like super bright redhead and there was a little like, bit of Jughead thrown in there too, right? Yeah. No, I do. I definitely agree with that. Sure. Um, I thought that the plague doctor masks Mm -hmm. and like that whole off the beaten path crew were the uh, the fucking gentiles ruining shit yeah yeah they were the worst (laughs) and creepy and very violent with their weapons super violent yeah i don't know i didn't i didn't not like it i just it wasn't like 
amazing. I just didn't, it just didn't feel authentic. And I don't know if it was a budgetary constraints or just lack of knowledge of what 1673 was like in Lithuania. Sure. I personally was there. So I lived, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. She lived in 1673 <laughs> I, I in, Lithuania. <laughs> in Lithuania. In no, Lithuania. Okay, I didn't. I didn't. All right, I didn't. I'm not a time traveler. But I will say, I'm pretty sure this is not what 1673 Lithuania is like. The 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 phrases they use, I under, okay, I get they're going to speak English in the movie, even though I'm sure they did not speak English in 1673 Lithuania. Um, I, I, the makeup was a little distracting. At times, people have very shiny lips. Again, pretty sure in 1673 Lithuania that that wasn't happening. Um, it's, it's the turn of phrases they use, the, 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 the way they look. Uh, our main character looks much older and her husband looks much older than I would imagine um, uh, they would be. Uh, in 1673 Lithuania, um, it just it didn't feel right. It didn't have the attention to detail that, say, like the witch had when it sure. came to making sure everything was authentic. And there's yeah. kerosene lamps. I'm pretty sure at that point in time there were not kerosene lamps. The guns probably existed, but I don't think they looked like that at that time. Um. It just didn't, it didn't feel, it didn't feel of the time. It felt scattered. Like, this seems kind of old. Let's do that. Uh, instead of, like, you know, actually doing the research of what m it might have been. And doing a period film is really, really, really tough. And honestly, I applaud anyone who tries it. It just didn't work for me. I can understand that. I think it's interesting that they had to call out a year at all to be honest um sure if they didn't put a year it probably would have been fine yeah because it is a little bit distracting i thought um because i'm you know i'm, I'm wondering about those kinds of things like why are we in Lith lithuania like what's going on with the backgrounds and the the costumes and it, it calls to attention things that I wish that I hadn't even thought about. Well, and I thought like th the thing, just a thing, like a simple thing, like them praying in English felt like, I just feel like it was so easy to not make that. So, you know what I mean? Like, sure. A lot of Jewish prayers, correct me if I'm wrong, Carly, but a lot of Jewish prayers are in Yiddish. Is that 100%? Okay. And even as someone who does not speak Hebrew, I say the prayers in Yiddish. Right. Absolutely. So, I don't always know what they mean, to be honest. That's, <laughs> but and, like, and understandable. I mean, we have the same. This is just something that you do. It is the tradition. Sure. Um, especially if with holy men, you will not have them saying the, the prayer in uh, in English. Yeah, I was getting a little, I just, it didn't feel real. To, I'm like, I know people now that wouldn't pray in English. You Correct. know what I mean? So it doesn't feel like how hard would it have been? It seems like our writer and director have Jewish backgrounds. I mean, these direct this director team did another Jewish themed horror film. You would think like, how hard is it to do the research to get the prayer right? Or, you know, get any Yiddish prayer to, I don't know. It just didn't, it felt so out of place. It took me out of it completely. Um, 
And like I said, our main character, Hannah, although the acting was was decent, um, I, she looks like she's like my age. And I'm pretty sure like she would be considered like elderly at that point in 1673. I, yeah. Like there's no like she's like a young woman. She probably wouldn't still be trying to have children. Exactly. Or not, I guess, since she's technically trying to not have children. To not have children, yeah. That is the surprise of the century, though. So this whole time, we see Hannah doing all these, like, vagina to the sun prayer yeah. things. And, like, putting ointment and oils on her on her hoo-ha to, like, you would think to have a baby. Because everything... I thought that the whole time. Yeah, everything points to her having fertility issues everyone's like why don't you have a kid and she's like staring at babies um but it comes to turn out she's doing it to not have a baby um which really that one did really shock me like i was kind of me impressed. too i because re- <laughs> my first note other than the year um was hannah wants a baby yeah and then when when we discover that she doesn't i was like "Ooh, the switcheroo <laughs> she doesn't want kids that it's true moment. i mean it's that's it probably was the most moment. shocking moment in in this movie and her husband's pissed and at first you're like how could you how dare you be pissed off at her for like doing these other things to have tried to have a kid but then it's like oh no you should be pissed because she's been fucking yeah. like lying, lying to you. you for seven years or something mm-hmm. crazy um i was like yeah fucking leave her (laughs) fuck her that's shitty (laughs) like it's cool if you don't want to have a kid but like you can't lie to your partner about that (laughs) that's fucked up yeah Um, i don't know i thought i mean some of the storytelling was effective some of the shots in this film are absolutely stunning like agreed abs like i was i'm not one to really notice these things to be honest it's not my strong point, but I like literally wrote down three shots that specifically I found extraordinary. Um, there's one when the gray haired healer woman is leaving her cottage that there's like this like sunset in the background and it's like the lighting is perfect. Like it's absolutely stunning. Um, the one with Hannah in the bathtub um, after she creates the golem. Um, mm-hmm. is pretty beautiful and there's another shot where she just opens I don't even know I can't remember but there's a shot where Hannah opens the door and it's just like I don't know just like the framing is perfect it looks great um, nothing wrong with the cinematography in this film whatsoever no, beautiful. absolutely wonderful um, so like there's a lot of good things here but as a whole I don't know that I would watch it again did you notice that whenever there's like a gunshot, like the, it slows down <laughs> like a video game? No. I, I noticed that. I didn't notice that. There's like, so, it like slows down weirdly. And then everything, like that one second is like kind of in slow motion. No. Where like the bullet like hits the person. They want to make sure you don't too. miss it. Except for when he's shooting at the golem. Sure. The plague guy is shooting it. Then it doesn't do that. But like when it's like a, a one hit, it's like a headshot. <laughs> like slows down and i was like what is going on here don't miss it someone's getting shot yep um I, I my first note is what is a golem then i followed it with jewish monster made from mud and then i wrote <laughs> yep pretty much <laughs> yep so in case you're wondering what a golem is it's new to me made from mud 
monster made from mud to protect people but also murders people yeah so there also you go. murder also just murders um i do appreciate like hannah is like this like uber feminist symbol in this town i mean she's mm-hmm. sneaking in to learn about religion she's like under the floorboards of the of the school or the the synagogue or whatever to learn about um the torah mm-hmm. okay uh, <laughs> yeah they call it the, Ka- the, the, kabbalah the kabbalah in this one um but it, so like that, that's cool she's doing birth control like i mean sure she's seeing the gray-haired woman in the town which is kind of like our witch a little bit except she's yeah. accepted by the community she's our healer um which that's cool i mean it's it's nice to have that but in seven in 1673 i don't think any of that would exist um she would have been like stoned or killed or something right if they found out she was like they f- oh absolutely learning <laughs> learning about religion <laughs> so i mean it's an interesting story i just i'm getting caught up in the year i think I am yeah. totally caught up in the year and I, I, it's it's fucking with me. Did this need to be made in 1673? I don't think so. I think I don't think we needed a year. I think we could have just been given the setting that like the set and the clothes and i feel like that would have done it yeah it was sometime a long time ago when there were plagues yeah that's all we really needed sure sure i i I can i can get with that um did you so did you find any of this frightening scary no would anyone i found none of it frightening um or even tension filled like i didn't really get too into it just in general. I, I, in fact, it even got to the point where I was like, I get it. I get why they would want a golem. Sure. To protect the I kind of wanted a golem. I think having Same. A, I, I think there is a lot of benefit to having a golem. I mean, the Absolutely. whole wanting to murder everyone you love is kind of shitty, but like the rest of it's, it's not good. The best. I was like, <laughs> when uh, when the golem kills the uh, the woman that's like hitting on her husband, mm-hmm. I was like, you know... Honestly, I just think it's a good reminder to like mind your feelings. <laughs> like, maybe don't wish death upon your neighbor. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the golem just the is feeling fault. what she's feeling, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but that woman did and have like five hundred kids and was a so was like kids. a widow, right? So like, I can't really blame her for like trying to lure men away a little bit like moving in on the rabbi's son like she kind of needs some assistance (laughs) and she's like you're good with my kids you wanna (laughs) you wanna (laughs) he's like don't my wife has a golem so he'll murder you the golem wears these this like patchwork burlap sack yes kind of and I, I, I'm assuming that's to be reminiscent of, like, Frankenstein's monster or something. Yeah, I, I think um, the golem, the legend of the golem, it has been referred to as the Jewish Frankenstein. Oh, well, there you go. I didn't know that. So way to go. You learn new things every day. 
fun fact i did write yeah i wrote on my notes i might want a kid like this because i mean he (laughs) he listens to her he does he listens to her he likes music he doesn't really talk you know he cares about your feelings yeah because he feels the same thing (laughs) because he feels the same thing oh no i did (laughs) i wrote kind of an inappropriate note (laughs) oh god (laughs) Please tell me. Uh, Gollum kills the widow with 500 kids. Mercy kill? (laughs) (laughs) I wrote, is she stoked? Because I feel like she smiles after he comes in with her heart. She's like, hell yeah, kid. Yes, thank you. I don't have to wake up and do this anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Took care of that problem. Uh, um, So I don't know. It's fine. I'm not watching it again. It's not my favorite. Does the golem have a cat bell that it's like wearing around its neck or something? Because I think, yeah, it was on his belt. Oh, no, it was on the toy. Oh, is that what it was? No, because you hear it immediately before the toy is even involved. It was on the toy. Oh, my neighbor's home and he's yelling. It's okay. I can't hear him. Okay, good. Um. I'm pretty sure it was on the toy. No, because immediately when he's like on the roof, there's a there's a ringing bell. Like when she's in the tub, you can hear the bell. Like before she even meets him, mm. there's a bell. I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. It's, I mean, it's fine. It's, fu- it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. But yeah, I don't know. I, uh. It was a one watcher, I think. It's a one watcher, a one and doneer. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it was an experience. Just saying that. All right, I'm good. Cool. Can we move on? Yeah, let's move on. All right, let's move on. <laughs> uh, our next film is from 2012, called The Possession. It's directed by old. <laughs> Ole. Is it Ol or Ole? I think it's Ol. Ol born. <laughs> Ol born at all. Ol born. Say it again. I can't. <laughs> I can't say. She's lost it, folks. <laughs> I just keep wanting to go like old born. <laughs> oh, oh my god! I'm sorry. Oh, I'm letting it all out. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, <laughs> can you just say his name, please? Yes, yes. Okay. I got you, girl. Um. Probably. Okay. Um, the Possession from 2012, directed by Old Bornadal, <laughs> who also did uh, Deliver Us from Evil and the 1993 made-for-TV mu- uh, classic film, <laughs> Masturbator. <laughs> Written by uh, Juliet Snowden <laughs> and Styles White. Both uh, who wrote Ouija. How you feeling? Oh my god. I'm fine. <laughs> but 
have to scroll up so I can't see it. <laughs> I don't know why his name is cracking me up. <laughs> totally fucking lost it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. So I can't was get it based? Past it, I'm sorry. She can't. Oh my god, I'm crying. Okay, she's in it. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh, Lord, at all. Stop, you're making it worse. <laughs> you have to say it that way, right? You can't say old born doll. It doesn't Let's feel not forget right. his classic, The Masturbator. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw that in there. He did a I movie called Masturbator. Would have been upset oh. if you didn't. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, I'm fine now. I've wiped the tears away. Um, it's based on an article by Leslie Gornstein, and the IMDb summary is, A young girl buys an antique box at a yard sale, unaware that inside the collectible lives a malicious ancient spirit. The girl's father teams with ex-wife to find a way to end the curse upon their child. Teams with his ex-wife. His ex-wife. <laughs> Not teams with ex-wife. <laughs> 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 I got the giggles. It's so bad. I'm sorry. The wine's not helping. Oh, I'm sorry. It's making it better. Oh, my God. <laughs> Old Bornadol. Old Bornadol of masturbator fame. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? Because oh. it's so funny. Oh, God. Fuck. Okay. Stop. Stopping now. Um. So... Was this your first viewing of The Possession? This was, and I love me some Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, my God. I really do. Isn't he just the sexiest? I don't know what I, it is about him. I was introduced. Kenobi's upset because we're having so much fun. <laughs> he wants to join in. Kenobi, no, honey. Um, I was introduced to him by Grey's Anatomy think season two maybe end of season one okay um never seen it oh my god his role <sighs> that's a good one <laughs> it's it? a good one yeah um and then i chose to skip over his demon ish role of was it negan negan in walking dead the walking dead yeah killed my favorite character not happy about it but in general, love me some Jeffrey Dean Morgan. So I never watched the Negan episodes of The Walking Dead. I only watched that one after my favorite character died. I stopped watching it. Okay. Well, I never did. And so I don't, I know he does terrible things. But with a bat. All I know is what he looks Lucille. like in The Walking Dead. And I am all in. <laughs> <laughs> Amy loves Negan. And I remember like tweeting about it like a really long time ago and being like, I don't know what's going on with The Walking Dead and you guys hate Negan and everything, but this guy, he looks good, right? Like he looks- Rocking those skinny jeans. Like I'm, I'm so into it. I don't know what it is about Jeffrey. He's like in his 50s. He's like way older than me. He's like old enough to be my father. But his smile- and there his is just something is like yeah. his mannerisms. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about this man. He's so charming he and attractive. Yes. And he's not even he, like someone you like traditionally look at him and be like, oh, yeah, he's hot. But there's no. just something about him that makes me think, yes, yeah, this guy's I don't know if it's confidence or like 
I think it's the whole package. It's just the whole thing, right? Yeah. <sighs> so anyway. Good, is all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which brings me to my next note. Why is Kira like, literally hurt my such throat laughing so hard. Who's being an asshole? <laughs> Kira Sedgwick. What? Oh, she is awful. The wife. Awful. Right? What is her problem? No idea. What's her deal? She's divorced she's divorced him. What else does she need? I know. Like What a- she really is not pleasant. No, get the fuck over it. She's rude. And Hannah is also rude, but she's a teenager, so we expect that from her. Yeah, we kind of give it a pass. Yeah. Um, um oh. I think okay, so I just looked on Just Watch cuz I I watched this movie on Amazon. Okay. On Prime Video. And I don't know if it was just the same version that's on like the Tubby TV and Voodoo, but oh. without the commercials, but the editing was so weird that it it made me feel like it was made for I TV. I didn't know it was streaming on Prime. Did you rent it? No, I didn't know either. I just asked my Apple TV to play it, and it opened Prime Video. Oh, here I am watching it with commercials. So, yeah, but it it was we- the editing was still super weird, and so I don't know if it's like still that made-for-TV version, if there's a different version without the weird editing. I mean, it wasn't made-for-TV. Okay. I so saw maybe- this in theaters. Okay, so maybe the editing, maybe it was just, It might have just know. been clunky editing. It was super clunky. And, like, the transitions were super, like, stop, go. And I was just like. I didn't really. It was mostly in the beginning. At the end, it got a lot smoother, which is what made me kind of wonder what was going on. So I remember liking this when I saw it in the theater. I remember, like, Mm -hmm. thinking it was kind of scary. And this whole, like, Dybbuk box, um, quote, unquote, true story. um, I was very into this, like, when it came out. So, like, there was, like, a little made-for-TV documentary about the the story that this is supposedly based on, which is really just that it exists and that it's been moved from hand to hand and bad things have happened to everyone who's owned it. Um, so, like, I was really into it, and then I really liked the movie. Um, going back to it, it's not a well-made movie, but it's, like, an enjoyable movie. It's fine. And it's still entertaining. I mean, that opening scene is pretty brutal where the woman's face just like melts yes. down. Yes. And then she gets very uh thrown around. Thrown around like a freaking rag doll. Yeah. There's a lot of throwing. And let's people. be real. If a bandaged woman is looking at you from a window and screaming, <laughs> that's terrifying. It's super terrifying. Yeah. Um, um so this movie has some really good moments and i like the characters like i like same there's some good character building good relationship building between the characters enough that you like mm-hmm. care about them um so like in that respect the writing's pretty good um i think it goes a little off the rails towards the end and i think some sure. of the choices our characters are making is kind of funky but i think all in all it's like it's an interesting enough story um it's really it's not as good as i remember it being but a lot of times especially back in 2012 um anytime i saw a movie a horror movie in the theater i thought it was frightening you know like i yeah i'm more desensitized now but like just being in the theater definitely makes movies scarier just in general oh absolutely because you have the sound you're just in complete darkness hopefully 
Um, yeah, there's it's just bigger, a lot of factors. It's louder. It's brighter. Yeah. It's, we've never seen it before. The sensory experience is a lot different. Totally. So, like, just in general, seeing a movie in a theater, like a horror movie in a theater, makes it instantly a lot more scarier than seeing it at home, especially with I commercials. Mean, oh, absolutely. And even even movies that I've seen before, when I, when I revisit them in theaters, are way scarier. Like, Black Christmas, I've seen that movie a million times, and when I see it in theaters specifically, I still get chills. Oh my god, you know? I'd freak out, probably. Because I still oh, think it's so, so scary good. just watching it's, it at home. I know, same, but imagine, like, in a theater. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know if I could handle it. Um, <laughs> or like The Descent. When I saw The Descent again in theaters, it was just like, it was still claustrophobic, mm, you know, yeah. in, those, in those moments. Um, but I think this movie is really effective um, in certain ways. Is the Dybbuk the same thing that was in the other box movie with Ryan Phillippe as the dad? The Wish? No, but wish, it's, wish I don't think so, but it's similar. Just I in general, I feel like I've it's heard similar. the Dybbuk name before, and it wasn't in this movie. It could be. It I, could be completely. I remember, high, the wish is but... a very similar kind of concept. Um, you know, she's like a. They're like the family's like basically like trash divers, right? And they just like find different things and sell them. Yeah. In the wish, yeah, we covered that one too. I don't remember if it was a Dybbuk though, but it was definitely it, it, that was more like make a wish and and your nightmare and it happens and then like bad yeah. things happen as a result so it's kind of a different thing it's more of like a genie maybe like a gin right. or something it's a little different yeah. this is more of a malicious spirit that's been shoved in a box and made to live there um that can possess who, you who buys a box without looking in it can i be real though because i would totally buy this box i would buy the box but i would have definitely opened it first not if and you if can't I saw, open it what if you can't open it i don't know if i'd buy a box that i couldn't open i would i would 100 it's surprise box children are uh, buying these what are those kinder eggs whatever i don't know oh there's like there's like all these toys now there's like lol surprise and like kinder eggs and like all these different <laughs> toys you can old teeth Boom. well i mean it they're I'm just I'm relating it to today's children that buying something without knowing what you're buying is part of the fun. And if you find this really super old box and there's definitely something in it and you can't open the box like I'm bringing that shit home and I'm going to try to open it. And there's old teeth inside and then moths start crawling out of Can your I mouth. Can I be real though? Because if I opened an old box that I found at a yard sale and it had teeth in it, I would probably be pretty excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> What? And that's why we're friends. I know. I mean, I'd probably be cursed forever. But at first, my initial instinct would be, this is awesome. Amy, if you find a <laughs> Dybbuk box, I will 100% help you find the cure. Thank you. I appreciate that. I will certainly be cursed. But it'll Me be worth it. because I will find the answer. God. It's almost like Jumanji. Like, do you remember like the old school Jumanji game and how badly you wanted that game? Oh, I 100% wanted it. You don't want to play it. the game because it's horrifying. But oh, I wanted to, though. But I, except for the huge fucking giant mosquitoes. Oh, I don't want to. That's I, terrifying. I don't want anything to do with any of it. But I'm just saying, like, it's a cool old box. How do you not play that game? I would have opened it. 100%. I would have rolled a die. See, I'm telling you. This is like, this is like the don't push the red button thing. 
I went to Hog uh, to nope. I went to Hogwarts? Star Wars Land. <laughs> I was gonna say that. <laughs> I went to uh, Batu yesterday, and I pressed every single red button <laughs> in the Millennium Falcon line. <laughs> Did anything bad happen or nothing? That's good. No things happened. <laughs> I was disappointed. Oh, you were hoping for something to happen. I really was. Bad or good, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. So there is some CGI here. It's 2012. How do you feel about it? I was like, oh, it's 2012. But it wasn't that bad. It wasn't. There were really only certain moments where you're like, oh, that, that looks a little weird. But for the most part, I think it looked pretty solid. I mean, all in all, I think it's like kind of. I think it's a kind really of entertaining movie. It, it's really not. It's not. It's not a popular movie. It didn't do super well, and it came out like I think I reference this movie a lot when I say like horror movies that go that come out in like January and February are basically coming out to die because it's like it's not a good release date for a horror film or really any films in general. Um, but I I enjoyed it when it came out and and it just didn't do very well. I feel like I don't know these these this writer team also wrote Ouija, which I think did much better in theaters. And this is a more entertaining film, in my opinion, than Ouija. I liked Ouija. Oh no, nope. not Ouija: Origin of Evil. Yeah, the, I liked that one. Yeah, Ouija: um, Origin of Evil with our boy Mike Flanagan is fantastic. But I'm talking about OG Ouija, like the one that started at all i mean it it looks like it made its budget back in opening weekend it did. So it, i don't think it, did it was awful but i think successful it, yeah, it was okay i mean not successful but i mean it it didn't lose anything it made money it made a good that's amount of money, true actually. that's true um but again like every time the weird pennywise eyeball things happened i got freaked out yeah i freaked out but it made me feel uncomfortable Dude, there was that one part where he the step in the garage yes and her yeah. eye goes all wonky Ooh, it's so good so gross you didn't like it no it was good it's oh, okay. so gross oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um the teacher death was also really good yeah. with her bleeding eyeballs lots of eyeball things oh when the guy's teeth fell out i was like that's like everybody's worst nightmare i love the part where um m is like looking in her mouth in the bathroom Mm-hmm. And, and like the, fingers come the up. fingers come up and i thought that her acting in that moment was so good yeah like she's doing this crazy thing with her tongue and like i don't know like sh- the way she was freaking out was like perfect i thought that was really good acting it was great that reminded me of that like reminded me of a grudge moment a little bit of a grudge moment but i you know hands hands in places that they shouldn't be yeah maybe <laughs> you don't want a hand in your throat maybe <laughs> not, not today <laughs> Maybe later. Maybe <laughs> another time. Um, but yeah, all in all, like this movie, and we have uh, the the Jewish rapper guy. Um, yeah. How do you say his name? Madasayu. I wrote. Madis- I wrote it down. Zok. Oh, it's Sadek. 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 Yeah. Poor guy at the end, though. Oh, I loved him, though. He was a great character. He was- he was a great character. I liked, I, I wrote many notes about like the Jewish people in this film seem more Jewish than they did in the column. <laughs> they definitely seem more Jewish. <laughs> They're a lot more authentic. They seem more authentic to me. Although this yeah. is like, you know, this is New York Hasidic Judaism, right? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you see this if you go in the city. 
least this exists. But like, I, I just appreciated that, you know. That they were actually like speaking their language. Yes. <laughs> they looked right. They looked right. You know? They looked they the part. They acted the yeah. part. They like spoke the language. It's yeah. not that hard to do. <laughs> no, especially it should. You'd think it wouldn't be hard when you actually have uh, Jewish directors right? as well. So. Yeah, there's like Jewish people making the film. That helps. I don't know if Old Borndahl is Jewish. Ole. Oh, my God. Old Borndahl. Um, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> I, I have to scroll up so I stop looking at his name. Um I, I love that this this one part, though, is so fucking out of place, where M is in school, and she's already, like, possessed by the Dybbuk demon monster thing, and she has this giant duffel bag with her. <laughs> like, no child has a giant duffel bag in class, and the... T- obviously it's just to fit the box in it, but, like, it's so out of place. Like, there's no way... That she would be carrying around this giant duffel bag with this Dybbuk box in it. And the boy grabs it and, like, she attacks the crap out of him. She beats the shit out of him. <laughs> Fucking deserved it. Don't touch her box. This is what happens when little boys touch girls' boxes without permission. <laughs> Stay away from the box. You get your ass beat. This is what ha- And she tells everybody multiple times. Don't she touch does. my box. Stay the fuck away from my box. Touch the box without asking, get stitches. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, Carly. Murdered. (laughs) Your possibly your face will melt off. We'll stop touching boxes without permission. Don't do it. Don't. That's it's a simple taker of children. It's (laughs) Haley is kneading biscuits like crazy, and it's very loud. Stop it. Stop. (laughs) Good girl. Stop it. Stop making biscuits. No one wants your biscuits. Um, sorry. <laughs> I forget that I we're be- recording sometimes. Um I I wish I could have seen the rated R version of this movie. I do too. Cuz um, it's probably scarier. Yeah, and I was thinking I was thinking that maybe that was where like some of the weird editing came in to play is that maybe they cut out I don't know. I might have made that up cuz I don't even remember the exact parts, mm. but when I read that, when I was like looking at the trivia for it, I was like, okay, well, maybe that makes sense if they just awkwardly cut these parts out, you know? Sure. It could happen. That could be why. Because, I mean, otherwise it's not like it doesn't seem choppy or anything. I mean, the, the pacing of the film's pretty good. Yeah, totally. Um, I liked how there's kind of... Like, you can see how what M's going through could be viewed as, like, schizophrenic, almost. Like, mm-hmm. there's definitely a part where, as a parent, I would think you would start with, my child might be schizophrenic. And not think, this is a supernatural issue. Um, and I like how they kind of took the time to get there, where this is a supernatural thing. Where, yeah, especially when, like, the mom... At first, because that scene where um, it looks like uh, she gets hit by Jeffrey Dean Morgan, yeah. which he would never. Never. Um, he is an angel. Is like super intense, especially because like the sister's right behind and she's like, what just happened? Like even she's like, doesn't really know. Right. And then like the mom is, you know, 
kind of reacts like how a mom should act. She, she doesn't know, especially if the sister was right there. Right. But then when she sees the daughter in the fridge, like eating raw meat and like breaking all the glasses. Yeah. It's like a total freak out moment. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, okay, like, let's take her to a therapist. It is, I, I like that it's not just like jump to supernatural. Right. There's, um, there's a logical um, frame of mind they all go through. And I think right. dad just gets there sooner because he saw more like supernatural type things. Well, and he has the box. Yeah. <laughs> and so he can kind of, and especially because he keeps, she keeps asking him like, oh, you have my box, right? Don't touch it. Can you bring it to me? I need it. Yeah. So, like, obviously, there's something going, like, there's something attached. And I think it makes sense um, to be like, okay, well, obviously, like, these are Hebrew letters. Like, I'm going to go to this city and, like, yeah. go to, you know, see if anybody can read this for me. Yeah. He, it's, like, a completely innocent thing. Not that he's automatically thinking there's something witchy about this box. Right. But, like, what does this box mean? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. And it's kind of, like, nice to see, like, in both these movies, just seeing um, Jewish folklore instead of, like, the traditional, like, Catholic possession story. Right. It does add, like, a different element to it. Um, yes, she is possessed, but it's not, like, the standard Catholic possession film. You know, she's not, like, tied to a bed. She's not, like, speaking in tongues. It's... um it feels different, for sure. Yeah, and, and and our hero is a different kind of hero, and I like I don't know I like that about it. Um, it it's kind of refreshing in like the sea of possession films. Um, I wonder if it would have done better with a different title. I don't know that the possession is something I would have picked for this film. I don't think so either because it doesn't it doesn't feel like a possession film to me. No. I mean, it is a there is a possession in it. Yeah. Um, but I feel like you know, like a like the Dybbuk box or something would be would be more interesting of a title. Right. It wouldn't like f float in a sea of other possession films. Like how many the possession of films are there? Like thousands, hundreds, millions? I don't know. Like I had no idea that this is like a Jewish horror film. You right. know. Based on the title, I just I, I lumped it into the possession of Emily Rose and the possession of blah blah yeah, blah and the possession that's of what blah, blah blah blah. It sounds like it sounds yeah. like all those other possession movies. And I was like, I've seen this, but it's very the story. different than all of those movies. It's so different. Um, you know, I I can understand if someone said they didn't like this movie, I could understand. I like it, and I like the story behind it. I don't know if I believe in it. Uh, but I like the story behind it. And you can go out there and find like the LA Times article about this. And you can go out there and watch the quote unquote documentary about this, which I think is streaming right now. Um, there, It's 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 out there. There's there's things out there to watch like the quote unquote true story, if that's something that interests you. Um, I remember watching the thing on I, I just saw that it was streaming and now I can't find it. Um, but yeah, it's, I like it. <laughs> I liked it too. I, it. I thought it was, I thought it was super fun and it had some really good creep moments. Yeah. It's not perfect, but it's, it's entertaining for sure. It's good. It's decent writing. 
Uh, I didn't yeah, get the sure. choppy thing that you got, um, but it could easily be because of the commercials. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, okay. I guess I have nothing else to say about that one. That's all I got. Um, let's see if I have some trivia here. Oh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan went on the Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson back in uh, 2012 to talk about the film. And he had mentioned that there were a lot of strange incidents that occurred in production. Ooh. It's a very Hollywood thing to do, right? Let's talk about all like the scary things that happened on set. The set was cursed. Lights were exploding during filming of scenes. And just two days after wrapping principal photography, all of the props for the film stored in a case of reshoots were destroyed in a fire that mysteriously erupted from the storage house. I love that kind of stuff. I love it, too. I don't care if it's real or not. I believe it. I choose to believe it. Especially like the poltergeist ones. Those are my favorite. Oh, yeah. Well, that, I mean. Legit. Yeah. I remember watching the E! True Hollywood story on the poltergeists and just loving every second of it. Oh, my God. I watched all of them. We were watching Poltergeist 3 the other day, and it was just, that movie is so much fun. I don't think I've ever seen the third one, to be honest. What? I don't think I have. I've stopped after two. What? Three is way better than two. I'll have to watch With the it. mirrors? No, I have to look it up. Oh, Un momento. <laughs> it's got Poltergeist 3. You've never seen Poltergeist. Poltergeist 3 uh, is way better than Poltergeist 2. We have to do the Poltergeist trilogy now. No, I don't think I ever did. Because I don't remember Heather O'Rourke, O'Rourke being so old. Yeah, I, she. I think she died during filming of it. She did. Yeah. yeah, of sepsis. Because there's definitely scenes where they're not showing her face and just little girl in a red footy pajamas running around. Um, yeah, I never saw this one. Oh, girl, we have to. We have to. Laura Flynn Boyle. She's like a little teenager. Poltergeist series always scared me. So this one, it's it's got some really good 80s gore moments it doesn't really make sense but that's part of its charm maybe during 80s more weird to. month we could do that one that's okay one. i'm in um okay uh i did want to mention this one note which i thought was entertaining uh at the end so this demon dibic box um has like a lot of like yiddish uh whispering just like that well, in Yiddish, I don't know Yiddish. I'm just whispering <laughs> nonsense. Um, uh, it's saying at the very end after the car accident, it says, so many mushrooms sitting in the grass. I love that so much. Okay. Is that supposed to be crazy. symbolic or is it just like a random thing? Or? She said, you're dead. You're dead. Give me my box. You're dead. Um, so I, I... I, I like that one. I'll go back to it. I haven't seen it. I've seen it like once more since the theater and I would go back to it. I just like the I story. Would too. I like the idea of the Dybbuk box. I like our hero. I like the whole New York Hasidic Jew coming to save the... D- I just like all... Of, I'm all about it. Let's just... I'm good. Even though it's not perfect, I enjoy it. That's all I'm going to say. I, re- I really enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I kind of thought it you might hate it, fun. honestly. No, I, this is the one I started with. Cool. I'm glad you liked it, Carly. I did. Okay. Um, so it's been a minute. Sorry that our Christmas episode was like a little bit late. 
sorry. It's can figure out things, and also there's my, a lot going uh, on. Internets were not the most reliable. No, that's what happens when you travel. This is why you it's don't true. leave LA. You know, it's true. <laughs> Never again. But um, I mean, how was your holiday? Holidays it was really good. It was busy. Yeah, and it was so fast. There was just so much driving, and then like saw my family, which was really nice. Um, got to hang out with them, um, ate a lot of things <laughs> yes. as you do. All the things, just eating everything <laughs> in sight. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. How about yours? Mine was good. It was low key. Um, I did get to see Star Wars. Yes. I did catch up on my Mandalorian. I still haven't watched the last episode. I haven't seen eight yet. I've seen up through yeah. seven. Yeah. I've heard great things um, about it. I enjoyed all of it. But I'm like, I'm not a Star Wars Same. nerd. So like, I don't catch things like, you know what I mean? Like if there's things that fans are upset about, like I, it would go over my head. I wouldn't get it anyway. Like I loved everything. I was I was happy with it. Same. And I there's just so much I could talk about it all day. <laughs> um, but speaking of, I went to Disneyland yesterday and got to actually go to Star Wars Land and Exciting. Batuu. I cried when I saw the Millennium Falcon because I was so happy. Um, and the lines were just like insanity. Oh, really? Obviously, yeah. Um, well, isn't like um, the Haunted Mansion going down for a bit too? So like, yeah, well, it's actually there's so many things that are going down. So Haunted Mansion always goes down in January for like a week or so because they they have it. I think it's from September to the beginning of January. It's the holiday, like right. the Haunted Holiday Mansion. Right. Um, so I wanted to make sure that, you know, I got there to see it. Um which I did. It was great. But then also they are closing Indiana Jones for a while mm. for a major refurbishment. Um, and they are also completely refurbishing and changing Snow White's Scary Adventure, oh. which is one of my favorite rides. Really? Yeah, because it's just it makes no sense. It's super scary <laughs> for no reason. It's really scary for no reason. Like <laughs> You're so right. It, it's but it's the it's so good. It's like it's There's kind of boring, but it is scary for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> well, like you get in Snow there. White is pretty fucking frightening. She is, and that's like most of what happens. Yeah. And it also doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. So like <laughs> what happens, it's one of those rides where you sit in it. It's like a little car and it takes you through different scenes. Yeah. And the first scene is like, oh, you're at the mun- or you're at the munchkins. You're <laughs> wrong, <laughs> wrong little people. Um, you're at the seven dwarfs house and they're at you know, dancing and whatever. And then most of it from then on is just the witch being like, I'm going to be the fairest in the land and then making her poison apple. And then she turns around and scares you and turns into the little scary witch. And then you go through the woods, the scary trees that all have demon faces and alligators are jumping out at you. And then like around every corner, the witch is trying to feed you the poison apple. (laughs) And then she like feeds Snow White the poison apple and she dies and then the next scene is the scene at the very end of Snow White where they're up the cliff and the witch <laughs> is trying to push the rocks onto the dwarves and then she gets struck by lightning and dies. Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. And then they lived happily ever after <laughs> is what you see. And there's Thanks like God. a mural. 
of like the Snow White and the Prince, but you never see that. There's just a mural. We that need you to do pass a YouTube channel where you just describe every Disney ride. <laughs> <laughs> I could. I could do it. I know you could. Oh my gosh. Um, but it's such a cool, weird spooky ride and um i guess they finally after all these years decided it was too scary and didn't make sense Mm. and so now they're completely changing it and they're changing like the outside of it too which is a bummer because it has it looks like an old castle and there's all these like random skulls everywhere and like hearts with knives through them kind of like the box that the queen has um and yeah, I guess they're going to change that so it blends in with the castle more. And bummer. I'm bummed. Oh. But well, I thought they were closing on Haunted ride. Mansion for longer. I didn't think it was just to. I heard it was going down for a minute so that they could um, like revamp everything. They might. Yeah. Um, I had a group of friends that wanted to go before gotcha. they did that. So I was under the impression that was why. Um, but we really need to go to Disney together sometime because I love Disneyland like a lot, <laughs> like a lot. But I've I, only gone a couple times. <laughs> it's amazing. It's I have a I re-upped my annual pass. So God, how really, much does that cost? Come, like, it, I don't want to talk about it. So it's so expensive. Fine. It's got to be so expensive. <laughs> if you're a SoCal resident, you can pay monthly. Yeah. Um, and there's different... Um, types of passes so like if you can only get here a couple times a year like there's one that's like 20 bucks a month or something like that um so they do allow you to like spread it out so it's not you're not paying like i don't know whatever it costs see i might be down to do that um but i just i love disney so much and we don't go that we don't go that often i've gone twice as an adult um but i just i love it so much (laughs) And the Haunted Mansion's so my favorite. Amazing. I wouldn't even want to go if I couldn't go on, like, the Haunted Mansion and, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, because those are my favorites. They're the, they're fantastic. Um, I think definitely Batu is, is my new go-to. It's so funny, because it's been open since July, but this is the first time that I've gone. Um, and even though it was super busy, like all I wanted to do was like be in star Wars land. Like when we were outside of it, I was like, this is great and all, but like I could be in star Wars land. (laughs) And, um, after they change up star tours, um, a bunch, cause they can change like where you go. And so the one that's going right now is like catered to, uh, the rise of Skywalker, Mm -hmm. which was really cool. Cause I wasn't expecting it. So that was like a nice little, exciting thing um but then the wait the wait to go on the millennium falcon ride was uh 90 minutes oh my god which i never never ever wait in line that long for a ride but made an exception for the star wars ride and i'm so happy that i did because yes it took forever (laughs) to actually get to the ride but once we got there so it's an interactive ride where um, you fly the Millennium Falcon or you fly in the Millennium Falcon and two people are the pilots, two people are engineers and two people are the gunners. And we got to pilot the Millennium Falcon. Amazing. And when I tell you that there's no cooler feeling than a not really knowing what the ride was about because I didn't I stayed away from like looking into it too much. Mm-hmm. Um and then like figuring that out and then walking into the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon and sitting in the pilot seat was like the most unreal moment 
ever. <laughs> it was like, oh, this is why I was standing in line for a fucking hour sure. and a half. Totally. And it, it was the best ever. And I got, I, blue milk is delicious. Blue milk is delicious. Good to know. Thank you. Like, yeah, yep. Well, I'm excited. Keep talking about it. I'm excited but it's for fine. you. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Guys, Carly, <laughs> like, in case you didn't know this, Carly likes Disneyland and Carly likes Star Wars a little oh my bit. God. You know. Well, <laughs> all my dogs are named after Star Wars characters. Yes. Um, it's a passion. Yep. Uh, and they have a new ride opening there um, January 17th. So I'm excited to go back. It's exciting. Probably going to take a day off of work and go. Oh, my God. Don't tell anybody. Okay. So what are we doing <laughs> next week? Carly. <laughs> I don't know. Talking more about Star Wars no, land. No, Just kidding. No. <laughs> okay. This is a dream episode of Amy's. Yes. Um that she had curated literally the first year yep. that we started doing this podcast. 100%. Um, but not, it took until this moment for both of these movies to actually be streaming at the same time. So we are so excited, especially Amy, yep. to um, talk about A Tale of Two Sisters. Oh, can't wait. Um, the South Korean version. I don't think there's an American version. Well, yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, but A Tale of Two Sisters is currently streaming on Shudder and Canopy. So good. And then The Uninvited, which is the American version of A Tale of Two Sisters, um, is streaming on Tubby TV and Prime Video. So if you have not seen these movies, please watch A Tale of Two Sisters first. Yes. Then watch The Uninvited. That's my recommendation. Yes. Do whatever you want. That's my recommendation. Um. Live your life, but we have spoken. I mean, yeah, live your best life, guys. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm just saying that's my recommendation. Um, I love A Tale of Two Sisters. I think it has one of the scariest moments in movie history. Um, I'm excited to see what scene Carly thinks that is after she watches it. I'm excited for Carly to watch this movie because she hasn't seen it before. And... um, I'm just really excited to talk about it just in general. So, yes, thank you, Carly. I'm so excited that both these movies are streaming, and you're welcome, everybody. Yay! Not so much for The Uninvited, but Tale of Two Sisters, yes. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be fun to talk about. It will. Um, so that's it. Do you have anything else you want to mention? I got no things. All right. Well, that's it for this week, then. Until next week, my lovelies, I am Amy. And I'm Carly. Bye. Beautiful.